You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. All right, so let's do a little college hoops action for today's slate. And staying in the SEC, let's go to Arkansas, where number 15 Arkansas hosts number four Alabama. Should be a good game, and the odds makers think so as well. We've got the Tide favored by a point and a half, total 153 and a half. So, Jinx, I think this is a game that I want to watch. What's the angle? I really like the under here, and everyone is hammering the over, and I'm glad Matt Bassani, one of our producers, always I, I should just start calling him Matt. I think everyone knows Matt by now, but he's with me. I'm, I'm on the under here. The money keeps pushing up this total, and it opened at around, I believe, 149.5. Now it's up to 153.5. I hit the under here. I understand these are two very explosive offensive-minded teams when you talk about Bama and Arkansas. These are also two of the top 10 defenses in the country. I think it's the wrong side. I'm going to go against the money and hit the under. It's gone up too much for me. Yeah, I think uh, a key factor in this one, too, is Arkansas is going to be without two of its best players. Nick Smith, who was averaging 12 points per game, Trevon Brazil, is out for the season now. He was averaging 11 points per game. They still have Ricky Council, who's one of the better players in the SEC. Uh, But still, if you look at the five games in which Arkansas has been without Nick Smith and Trevon Brazil, hopefully I'm saying that right, the under is hit in five straight games. So all five of those games, those two guys have missed, the under is hit. And plus, like you said, I think defensively, this is a better match than maybe people expect because you think of Alabama and Arkansas as two offenses that are really good, two really athletic teams, and especially for Alabama. I was unfamiliar with their game, defensively speaking, (laughs) because I just think of Alabama as this prolific offense who can hit threes, can really run up the score, but they've limited opponents to under 67 points in four straight games, and so I think this is two of the SEC's best defenses. Would not be surprised if this one goes under the total. However, Jenks, do you ever think it's a sabotage factor for the under when it's supposed to be a close game? Because I can see it now, us sweating this under, and it goes to free throws. And, you know, you know, 30 seconds turns in to, like, five possessions. Do you think that's a sabotage factor here? I do. And maybe this is a dumb comment to make. I was going to ask you about this. But in a game this close with the point spread so small, not only do you have to worry about free throws, I think there's a possibility that the game goes to overtime too, right? Because it could be a back-and-forth game. And oh. if it comes down to, a, you know, I mean, it's something I think you have to take into account. So I I still like the under here, but I do understand why that's a concern, especially if you get down right there at the end. 
Yeah, I think for me, my favorite play in this one is probably just Alabama. I think they're the better team right now, especially since Arkansas is missing those two key players. In those last five games, uh, the Razorbacks just three and two, and two and three against the number with three uh, ATS losses coming in their last three games. So it's not an Arkansas team really trending in the right direction. But in college hoops, I hate taking road favorites, especially for the bigger schools. Like It's one thing if you don't have like any kind of environment but do you think Arkansas is one of those environments that can sway a game one way or another? Why am I so nervous oh. to take a road favorite here? I don't know. Well, because Arkansas plays great. I mean, both teams play great defense. But when you're talking mm-hmm. about, I don't know. This this is truly a game that could go either way. And I looked at this and I thought, there's no way I want to bet a side here. And that's why I immediately went to the total and started looking at a way to handicap that because – Again, when it's a, a spread this small, you can truly make an argument for either side. And when you have players who are probably going to be out, that's a factor as well. There's just too many unknowns. And that's when I say, all right, how do I think this will go down as far as a total goes? And maybe I can make some money that way. Yeah, and hopefully we get a few more points before tip-off as people are taking the over, which is not comforting. All right, let's go to UConn and Marquette. We've got the Huskies laying two and a half on the road. And a total of 146 and a half. I think this poses an interesting matchup question because UConn's not a team that I really want to trust lately. One and four against the spread in their last five games, but they're way bigger down low than Marquette. Marquette is probably going to stay in this one with some hot shooting right now, third nationally in two point percentage. But like I said, I'm not sure if they have the size to contend uh, with UConn. So, Jenks. Are we laying the points here with the Huskies, or do you think there's another play? I like Marquette here. It's inter- Shaka Smart is so interesting to me, and I feel so old because I remember covering him when he was at VCU. We would drive down to Richmond, and he created havoc there. It was so good. Then he goes to Texas and just didn't, didn't quite put it all together. He feels like a coach that just does so much better at these schools who are just a little bit under the radar. And Marquette has a great history, don't get me wrong. But when he's off the radar a little bit, he tends to perform better as a head coach. He's done the same thing with the Golden Eagles, now a top 25 team. And as a dog all time, Shaka hits at about a 60% clip. So I'm going to grab the points of Marquette. This is one where I don't really want to pick a side Uh, because like I said, that matchup kind of looms large for me Mm -hmm. because if UConn dominates, I am going to sit here and say, well, I should have seen this coming because I think on first glance, you say, why would you want to trust UConn, Uh, a team one and four in its last five uh, against the number and also just not really playing the level of UConn basketball that we are used to seeing. But at some point, it's a buy low spot on a team that's still pretty good. So I am very torn. I would lean towards UConn, but I don't absolutely love it. Let's go to the mid-majors and uh, do a game between number 22 Charleston and UNC Wilmington. This one in Wilmington, and we've got Charleston laying two and a half points, total 144 and a half. Jenks, the reason that this one stuck out to me was I feel like the Donkster has faded College of Charleston many times in the show only mm-hmm. to be wrong. So are you going to pull a Donkster and fade College of Charleston here? No way. I don't even have to handicap this game. I wrote nothing down for this game. You know why? Because the lovely Catherine went to the College of Charleston. You think I'm going to bet against the school where she spent her time? You think I'm going to lay down next to someone knowing I bet against them? Absolutely not. In fact, Catherine, who 
watched the first, I didn't even know that. She said, yeah, I watched the whole first half of Georgia and TCU. I'm like, you did? She's like, yeah, I was curious. And by the way, do you know that College of Charleston is really good in basketball? I thought, oh, this is music to my ears. Let's go college. We have, what is the guy's name? Clyde, Clyde the Cougar. We had a Clyde the Cougar ornament on our Christmas tree. College of Charleston, minus two and a half, six and three against the number in their last nine. Did a little research. Yeah, uh, College of Charleston has been very good overall, just uh, 16 and one. UNCW has been pretty solid as well, 14 and three, uh, and a perfect six and oh at home. UNCW was one of those teams that were one of the best betting teams last season. But they've kind of, you know, regressed a little bit. Still pretty solid, though. 10-2 against the number in their last uh, 12 games. So I don't really have a strong feeling, though. Uh, I think I would lean towards Charleston just because, you know, maybe they look like the better team here. But really not a strong feeling for me. All right, Jenks, I know you have a feeling and an opinion on this <laughs> one. But I might be going against you. All right, we've got number 10 Texas hosting number 17 TCU. The Longhorns laying six and a half points. And the total is 142 and a half. I'm not going to lie. TCU's been playing great basketball. But once again, mm -hmm. I was very wrong on TCU in football. So I'm a little nervous to roll with TCU again. Well, I certainly hope as a Texas fan that TCU basketball looks like TCU football in this game. I would love for Texas to win 65-7 in this game in basketball. However... I think TCU is probably the play here. They're 3-0 against the number in their last three, and they're really good as an underdog. That's when you want to play the Horn Frogs. I also like the under, too, because these two teams are both very good defensively. I've seen a little money coming on the over. I, I, I disagree. TCU and Texas can really lock it down from whether it's perimeter defense on the inside. Roddy Terry has done a really good job taking over for Chris Beard and kept that defensive spirit with which Texas plays in place. So I would either grab the points with TCU or play the under. Yeah, I think I would go with TCU getting a six and a half. We've seen this line go down significantly. It opened at eight. Uh, now some places have it five and a half. So if you do like wow. TCU, you should probably get it now because it probably is just going to go down more, especially when you're expecting a low point Total. Uh, I know 143 is actually pretty high, but the defensive level, I think it's going to be lower scoring. Points are coming in a premium. So I'll take the dog on this one. Like you said, TCU has been really hard to go against and unbeaten on the road this year. Only one game, four games in a neutral site. So 5-0 uh, and oh when playing away from TCU. So I'll go with TCU getting that many points. Yeah, let's go. Uh, and then finally, we've got Pitt and Duke. Uh, Duke laying eight and a half, and I think I want to lean towards Pitt, but it's going to be a matchup advantage for Duke. Way bigger down low. Do you like Pitt here or Duke? I do. Panthers are 11-4-1 against the spread overall this season. I think the spread's too high. I'm grabbing Pitt. Yeah, and Jeff Capel, former Dukey himself, mm -hmm. uh, should know Coach K's court pretty well. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.